Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Would you think less of Kyle Shanahan if he loses this game? Would you think less of Shanahan if he loses this game? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, Mandalay Bay Convention Center, Super Bowl week. We're creeping closer to the game, and you and I have been painting this town I don't want to say red, <laughs> but with some type of color. Let's talk about the coaching aspect of this game, Perloff. Kyle Shanahan, we throw around words like genius, and we throw around words like, you know, incredible leader. He's got all the intangibles of a great coach. He's got a great playoff record at 8-3. and three. However, there are some glaring and notable collapses and failures on his resume. Of course, the 28-3 with the Atlanta Falcons when he was the offensive coordinator will add in a 10-point lead he had going into the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Super Bowl 54, they end up losing by 11 in that game. We can add in the NFC Championship game that he lost to Sean McVay where they had a 17-7 lead going into the fourth quarter and lost. And, of course, last year, a little different, Brock Purdy got hurt against your Eagles in the NFC Championship game, so maybe we'll just put that one to the side. But there have been these moments in the biggest moments where Kyle Shanahan had leads and lost them. That has to be something he will wear until he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, but have you watched this team? They're the exact opposite. They've had two second-half comebacks. I know. So he's kind of, in a way... uh, killed that version of Kyle Shanahan. Now he's the comeback kid, which is <laughs> ironic. And and I don't think there's as much pressure on Kyle Shanahan as you do because when we this we look back at the Super Bowl for five years, he's going against Patrick Mahomes. So it's like Lucy to Tom Brady. If he has a lead and blows it, then we get right back to the Kyle Shanahan thing. But I don't I know they're two-point favorites, but I don't see any experts who think that A, they're going to win, or B, that they're going to jump out to a lead. It feels like their formula now is fall down by 17 points and then have <laughs> Brock Pur- Purdy get hot. Yeah. So it's a, it just feels like a much different team than the team that, well, the team that blew it against the Chiefs was also not a great team. But no, I, don't, I don't feel like the pressure is Shanahan. If he was a seven-point favorite and they jumped out to a lead and blew it, then he'd really get this postseason choker label. But I don't see the people viewing the Niners like that. I feel like they're almost, uh, they're almost the side story to Patrick Mahomes' legacy, almost as if a team losing to Tom Brady and the Patriots. So I... I understand he will get criticism and have this label, but I don't think they're going to kill Shanahan. Oh, I, I do. I mean, and this is why. Because he is a great coach, and this is what we do yeah. with great players. Look at what we do with other quarterbacks who can't be Patrick Mahomes. The pressure only grows on you because we bestow so much credit to you for building the team, for how well they play. 
And what are we doing here if it's not about actually winning titles? It's not participation trophies. Yep. You know, at, at the end of your career, look back on NFC Championship games and 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 all of that success. But it's a waste almost, or it's looked at as a waste if you can't maximize your potential when you get into the big moments. And that's where Shanahan is really up against it in the Super Bowl because no one's going to tell you he's not a great coach. And if everyone got fired and we got to do a coach draft, he might be the first guy off the board. Right. He's that good. But until he sheds this label, and it's not, it's not unfair to give it to him, he's got to overcome the big game choker stuff to get tight in the big moments I mean, that's the hallmark of a coach is you've got to be the guy who's leading things and make sure you don't fall apart. Well, yeah, all that's true. But at the end of the day, we're going to look back at the Super Bowl and say, wow, that was Patrick Mahomes on one side and Kyle Shanahan had Brock Purdy. Oh, I don't I, think so. I totally. You, you think that. Well, first of all, they are favored in the game. I know that's yeah. not the common sentiment, but they literally are a favorite. And Vegas isn't usually that wrong. Nobody's killing the Carolina Panthers team that had Jake Delhomme going against Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> they, well, that team was very different from this one. I uh, know. But the, I do think that the, the Niners have, have managed to lower the bar on their expectations because the big bad Niners that destroyed the Dallas Cowboys, that seems like a completely different team from a different era. Where have they been? So I, I just don't think there's a lot of favorite energy around the Niners. And therefore, because of that, there's not a lot of, oh, Kyle Shanahan's going to blow it if he loses. I honestly think if Kyle Shanahan wins this with Brock Purdy, they'd be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. I, I, Wait even a minute. Though hold on. Hold on. This is crazy, though, because first of all, on paper, you have in terms of pro bowlers, maybe yeah. future Hall of Famers, you are going to have more on the San Francisco 49ers than you are on the Chiefs right now. And not only that, you have two MVP candidates on this on this team. You have Brock yeah. Purdy, who's a finalist, and you have Christian McCaffrey, who's a finalist. And Patrick Mahomes isn't even in this conversation. Now, globally, Mahomes is obviously the greatest we're watching. But no, no, no. I will not allow the oh, goalposts it, to be moved uh, on this one, like that this is some rag about, you know, vagabond team that got, you know, bad news bears that are getting pulled together. This 49ers team has talent everywhere. They have more yeah. talent than the Chiefs do. They're, it's a miracle that they're – are you aware that the – the football hit the defender in the mask and bounced to Brandon Ayuk, and then Dan Campbell <laughs> completely blew it. Like, what did the Niners have to do to lower the bar for you? To be, they are not coming in as a big, bad bully. They're the they're number one seed in the NFC. The, yeah, but, I mean, the Ravens are number three seed. I honestly, I just don't think that anyone views them as a favorite here. And that is wrong. About it. I know Brock Purdy is probably going to end up second in MVP voting. There is absolutely nobody who thinks with three minutes left of the game – Patrick Mahomes is on one side and Brock Purdy is on the other, that Brock Purdy has the edge. And that's not even an insult to Brock Purdy. It's Patrick Mahomes. No, I get He's it. He's Tom Brady. I've, been, I, I've I, been told that I'm a hater because of Brock. I don't want to put Brock Purdy in the MVP conversation. Meanwhile, he's in it. McCaffrey's in it. They have talent. We but, cannot all of a sudden say because Patrick Mahomes is on one side that the 49ers – you know, are are just some faceless, nameless bunch of you know, a bunch of wobegons. Yeah. Like th this is an incredible team Pat, that was awesome all year outside of three games mm. in the middle of the season where Debo Samuel and Trent Williams got hurt. Well, they've definitely been headed down. I mean, there's no doubt they are not the same team they were in the first half of the season. Also, Brock Purdy's in his second year. Mahomes has been here multiple times. Purdy has not, so they have a very young quarterback. 
so I, I don't see it as uh, that MVP stuff and how great he was. That's all true. But he's never been in this moment, and everybody knows that. Yeah, but, okay, so we're talking about Kyle Shanahan. Our friend Dave Damashek, who we love, is yeah. a hilarious comedy writer, always asks, is this a must-win game in the Super Bowl? And it's been a running gag, and it's always fun. But we're talking about Kyle Shanahan and kind of saying, is this a must-win for him? Ah, ha, 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 we know the game's the Super Bowl. But in terms of legacy, yeah. would you think less of him if he doesn't win this game? He's favored. He's got a great team. Have they needed comebacks? Sure, but you win in the playoffs a lot of different ways, and I think that the 49ers have gotten credit for these comebacks. The fortitude. Look at Purdy at the end yeah. of the game against the Packers. Look at Purdy in the second half using his legs and finding his guys to come back over the Lions. That's been seen as like a positive. Like, yeah. hey, they've been tested. Yeah, I, th I think the Niners, people are more wondering what the heck happened to this defense. Like, where did it go? Uh, I think they... I think a lot of people think there's a coaching deficiency on the defensive side. I'm not seeing uh, them as the big bad Niners in any sense. But here's going back to Kyle Shanahan is a must win. He's 44. Okay. He's 40. He just turned 44 in December. He's had 20 more years to win Super Bowls. And look at look at the other side. Andy Reid was 46 when he got to his first Super Bowl in Philadelphia, and I think he was over. He was a lot older when he won. I think he was 60 when he won his first Super Bowl. Okay, so, but nothing that, that's is the promised, you know, like that. See, I'm talking about the stuff that Shanahan's already done and right. led us to this point. Yeah, he's not 72 like right. Bill Belichick, but we have enough body of work because he is a very right. good coach. We have enough body of work of for him in these big moments. You know, it, he's guys been to four NFC Championship right. games in the last five years, and he's right. gone to this will be the second Super Bowl, and the first one he had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter uh, well and where. blew it. Yeah, I think I understand, but he's going to go to five more championship games in the next seven years, probably. This is just the beginning for Kyle Shanahan. I know he's a super intense dude, but yes, I and listen, you're not alone. A lot of people are saying, uh, you know, is Shanahan going to blow it again? But I think he has all the opportunity in the world, and. I know because I was an Andy Reid fan when he was in Philadelphia, and Andy Reid had the same conversation, that he was a poor game manager, that he w couldn't win the big game, yeah. that he wasn't uh, taking full advantage of how talented a team it was with Donovan McNabb. But Andy Reid turned it around. Why can't Kyle Shanahan turn it around? Well, he's, he got, he's got the opportunity in front of him, but if he blows this one, it's going to be harder to look at him and say, I have complete faith in that dude. We're talking about the 49ers. Yeah. You're saying that this is, you know, this – this is the team that's just trying to climb the mountain, you know, against the Chiefs. Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Charvarius Ward, Fred Warner, Trent Williams. All pro bowlers. Yeah. They are stacked. And two of those guys, Purdy and McCaffrey, are, the MVP, are MVP finalists. I mean, well, I this mean, is a good team. Yeah, but every Super Bowl team has multiple Pro Bowlers. You said, I mean, Charvarius Ward is uh, Darrell Revis. I mean, let's get out of here. No, I'm just you're yeah. saying like you know there would be no it would be it wouldn't matter if they lost to the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes and I just gave saying, you a laundry list of guys who are no, leaders great, in this league and amazing, great players. But and then I just don't think the because of the way the Niners have played that they're coming in here as the dominant team and blowing it. I think the Ravens are actually going to get a lot more grief for the way they, everyone thought the Ravens in Baltimore were going to manhandle the Chiefs. They blew it. Yeah. I don't sense that if the Niners lose this game the way they've been playing, I'm not going to get the same blow it vibe where Kyle's, that's just me. I, I just don't think uh, people are going to walk away and say, man, Shanahan had this golden opportunity because there's this dude, Patrick Mahomes on the other side. It's like going, you know, because you have Josh Allen and the Bills, and they've gone against Bill Belichick and, and Brady 
it's hard to beat those teams. So I'm not sure that Shanahan's going to wear it as much as you think he is. Okay, of course it's hard to beat those teams. But then you can't say Kyle Shanahan, the ultimate genius, this, that. He's one of the greatest because if you are and you have all this talent, Mm -hmm. the object is to freaking win. It's not participation trophy time. But the other thing, too, that's similar to Reed, though, Shanahan does not get blamed when the defense falls apart. Uh, Which is odd, right? Well, not really because it's the same as Andy Reid. I mean, I I don't think Shanahan goes to those defensive meetings. Uh, I just think a lot of these offensive minds, you can't be a brilliant play caller and then also have your hands all over the defense. Is there enough time in the week for this? Yeah, then you shouldn't be named the head coach. You should be like the offensive Mm. head coach or something. I always think that's kind of lame, especially for someone like Shanahan, who's been, you know, watched his dad forever, was on sidelines as a young kid, got his start as a 28-year-old coordinator, the youngest in the league at the time and maybe still to this day. You know, you understand how a football team works. And, He's had some great defensive coordinators, but I don't think you go and just say, all right, you do your thing, and I'm not even going to come to your meetings. That, he's too much of a control freak for that. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me ask you this yeah. about it. what if the game is never close? The Chiefs get an early lead and say they win 28-17, and Shanahan and the Niners are, Is that a better scenario than if Shanahan's up, say, 24-21? <laughs> you get blown out, you uh, mean? Is it better? or Maybe not blown out, but yeah. yeah. Is it better to get blown out than to blow a lead, which he's now become quite... <laughs> quite well known for yeah. is, is it a funny like okay to never be just, in the game just don't get close if you're gonna lose get blown out then no one's gonna talk about his his propensity for blowing playoff leads. <laughs> I, so if i if i was gonna advise kyle shanahan but like if it's if it's not going well in the first quarter just lay down <laughs> that's the best thing you could do for your legacy i'll tell you what if uh, if it is a blowout my taylor swift over prop is gonna cash because <laughs> they're gonna need a way to keep the audience so oh yeah I didn't can i live that. bet that prop i, I didn't even think about that they're the up two scores He's not just going against Patrick Mahomes. He's going against the entire Swifty nation here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if he gets to count that. (laughs) 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Supremely jealous of EJ and Perloff. I'm sitting here jealous of you guys. Why? Tell you why in a second. Uh, Green with envy. And, you know, wanted to bring it up. Thought this was probably the best place. Okay. You know? What's up? I've got to talk to you guys about... You know, something serious happened on the show. We're out here, you know, the three amigos. Jealous. Mm. Because we had water in our hotel room? <laughs> we'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, you're welcome to weigh in. 855-212-4CBS. Just because we're on the road doesn't mean you can't be a part of the show. We're here at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. The question, would you think less of Kyle Shanahan if they lose this game to the Chiefs? Again, 855-212-4CBS. We're back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Las Vegas. We are live at Radio Row. Maggie, you said that you were jealous of EJ and I who are yeah. painting this town of Las Vegas red. Yeah. We are just ensconced in the life here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like we're just we're, gonna leave you here. We're kind of, we're c- kind of like Siegfried and Roy at this point. <laughs> wow. Is, we are known on the strip. It's funny. People have been saying that to me that you guys are seem like Siegfried and Roy. No, I'm <laughs> jealous of you. Why? Because you're pr- performers. You know. No, I'm jealous of you guys <laughs> big time. Um, because yesterday we went and did this really fun thing. Are we gonna talk about the fun thing we did two days ago? We went and went to an Elvis themed wedding. I think we talked about. It. Should we talk about it now or should we wait? Let's wait a wait, second. We'll wait we did another very cool Vegas thing yesterday that's just like bucket list stuff. And actually, the thing we did, we're going to be able to bring some of this back with us to New York and have it at, on the set. But after that, we had parted ways. I had to go meet up with a friend who I hadn't seen in a long time, and you guys both went to dinner. I didn't know you were going to the one place in Las Vegas that I love more than anything. Mm. So you went to the one restaurant that I really want to go to. That could be grounds for a friend divorce. And then on top of that, I had no running water in my hotel room, (laughs) and I got zero sympathy from both of you. Well, EJ, you were a little worried about your own room. And maybe, well, Perloff, you weren't because your room had water. Well, yeah, but yeah. No, no, my water went off when everybody else's water went off, but mine came back immediately. Okay, well, mine didn't. Yeah, Hours <laughs> later, I had no nothing in the sink. You turn on the sink, nothing. Are you sure? Shower, Are you sure nothing. There's even a, right? there's a weird bath in my room that couldn't turn on. There's no chance I'm getting in that bath. Are you sure you were operating the faucets the right way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a handle on how to turn on the faucet, you're, no pun intended. Yeah, you're turning to the left, right? Yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> okay. it. I know there were coals on the know, right just, and the hots on the left. This gigantic it. hotel and everyone else got their water back except for one room just seems odd. I had to brush my teeth like I was in a third world country, like using a bottle of water. Like you can't use the water from the tap because <laughs> they don't have the same type of filtration system as we do. It was scary hours for me because <laughs> what happens if the water never comes back on you think i'm getting a new room in this place with all these people here no i can't move anywhere else i'm all unpacked you guys understand what a woman needs to bring on a trip like this i've got <laughs> half of my closet here i've got seven <laughs> pairs of shoes in las vegas this would be a nightmare if i, had to I pack do understand up. because ej can verify this i'm an overpacker so i had a oh, gigantic yeah. bag yeah, that bag well, was as big as me ten. <laughs> <laughs> listen five eleven i i could like grab a showgirl and put her in my suitcase and bring her back to new york with me if i really wanted to my suitcase is <laughs> massive ej came here with only a carry-on i'm also jealous of that challenge accepted you guys were like i said i'm gonna bring a carry-on you were like what carry-on you got to bring a suit and i'm like i'll make it work Look at you. So, yes, I am jealous. And then on top of that, I went to go meet a friend, and I'm so dead tired. My friend's telling me all this awesome stuff that's going on in his life, and I'm so happy for him. And then starts telling me about some difficult things that's going on in his life. And I'm trying to be a good friend, but I'm approaching 20 hours of no sleep. So, like, oh, man, I want to be there for you. Meanwhile, my eyes are, like, bleeding. And you go to the Vegas Golden Knights game without me. Uh, I mean, guys, are we friends? Are we not friends? What's going on? So I got to go to a, it, it wasn't really a hockey game. It was a medieval time show, time 200, <laughs> and a hockey game broke out. Everything <laughs> they say about the Vegas Knights intro, I'm like, I've heard a lot about this Vegas Knights intro. It was even better. 
you're there and there's two knights who are having a sword fight on ice it's like ice capades and this gigantic helmet comes uh, this greek helmet comes down from the ceiling and the players run out and then for some reason pat mcafee's up at the top of the stadium ringing this gigantic bell and everyone's going insane why was pat mcafee there uh well i mean it's pat mcafee yeah, okay. super bowl week. yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean pat shows up everywhere now yeah yeah, yeah. no no <laughs> I, I don't think I was he had like, to be super bowl week i think he does this on <laughs> right, they fly him out yeah, for every home in. game yeah. i was actually kind of half expecting when we went to the elvis themed wedding that the elvis person was going to rip off his wig and it was going to be pat freaking mcafee <laughs> yeah. like wow pat you're doing weddings now is are they cloning Pat McAfee. <laughs> I've actually looked should, at his schedule. We should look at that. Yeah, because he's everywhere. He was definitely there. Good for so, him. and then I got to see. Now I'm gonna be. Now I'm a hockey guy because I saw Connor McDavid and my I was blown this away. This is how it happens. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm a hockey guy. So uh, I was with our good <laughs> friend Sully, and I'm sitting there. Uh, I'm like, explain the blue line one more time. I've been <laughs> You're the sport. sports broadcaster. Yeah, I've been watching the sport my whole life. It was an amazing. I'm sorry, Meg. And by the way, EJ, that. how good was Best Friends? It was even better than the last time we were there. It. The, they were that's bringing the out, restaurant. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My they're favorite. Bringing out, they're bringing out dish after dish. That, uh, they were. I, I told my girlfriend when I got home, I said, that was probably the best meal I've had in definitely months, maybe years. Rubbing it in my face. I'm sorry. I told you guys well, this look, is my favorite place, and you went without me. Well, look, we, we earned this, okay, because we came to the city. And we couldn't leave the airport for two hours. I mean, we yeah, literally yeah, yeah, came yeah. here. Boo hoo. We came here and we were just like stuck. So, you know, and then Perloff got to his room in a while. It took me like an hour to get to my room because something was wrong with my room. So it DJ. was it was bad for me as soon as I got here. So right now I'm on the come up. Like you can't it's like I'm at the I'm at the craps table. I'm hot. Like you, you can't you can't be a Debbie downer on me now. Like you gotta right. just ride momentum. Well, I'm coming up snake eyes here. I got no water in the room. <laughs> this is not okay. Is Andrew Bogus there? Can I get a backup here? Is Bogus there? He is not. Okay. Well, Andrew Bogus Bogus is not going to feel sorry for you, Maggie. He's going to be really mad at you. The no water. You guys went to my favorite restaurant without me. Then you went to the Vegas Golden Knights game while I'm sitting in there. My friend's telling me about his divorce. This, you guys should, how are we, how did I get this? And you guys are out there like, you know, and everyone's just like throwing roses at your feet. Uh, And I don't even, I mean. One thing, it was just dinner. We kind of walked through the casinos and said oh, yeah. hello to celebrities and things and hung out and yeah, got high fives. Yeah, uh, I know. Random people were hugging us because we were with Sully, who somehow lived in Las Vegas. Sully, good friend of the show. Yeah, our body man. the unofficial mayor of Las Vegas. I mean, he actually should run for office. Probably. Last night was, Maggie, I'm, I'm telling you, you thought Sully was popular in Los Angeles, yes. where I used to live. It was like... Every doorman is like, oh, my God, it's Sully. It's Sully. Here he comes. <laughs> Hugging him, crying. So it's like the new af- Elvis. Our, yeah, our, <laughs> if Elvis had the thickest Boston accent. Yeah, yeah he's uh, the Boston and the, mo- and the most tattoos. And the most tattoos. <laughs> if Elvis had that, he would be Sully. <laughs> Sully, for people in the afternoon show, know Sully because he's been with us through multiple Super Bowls. Uh, friend of the show. And we tell you, he's like our body man. Like, he helps us. He's the uh, vibe guy. He's the vibes guy. And he helps us when we need an extra set of hands in these kinds of weeks and uh and he does a great job at it okay we've been talking about kyle shanahan topic of the day which is will you think less of him if he loses this super bowl um he's had success he's been to the super bowl before blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter as the offense coordinator of the Falcons, we all know that will live in infamy 28-3. He also had a 10-point lead in the NFC Championship game, 17-7, in the fourth quarter against the Rams. Blew that one when he has a 9-4 and record against Sean McVay otherwise. 
big games happen and Kyle Shanahan finds himself on the wrong side of it, Perloff. And so we're asking you, would you think less of him if he loses this game too? Uh, but don't you have to have the caveat of how he loses this game? If, if it's not close or if they're behind the whole game, but like they have been, Maggie, they're just not that team that blew the leads. Then again, we didn't, they were underdogs in those games. I understand what you're saying, but for some reason, this Niners team doesn't feel the same. feels like they're a little lucky to be here. Um, we say good morning. No. <laughs> I mean, they're not. Lucky yeah. to be here. Oh, because of the, yeah, the, the Lions. Lions? The Lions game, I just felt um, like that changed the expectations on this team to some extent. Yeah, because but that, they that were. Was such a, that's a historic comeback in a weird game. Oh, I get it, but let's not gloss the season, which the 49ers and the Ravens were the two best teams. Absolutely. Almost pillar to post. The Ravens obviously put it on them when they played in the regular season, but we were talking about it was a clear number one for San Francisco in the NFC. Clear. Yeah, they were this, the top team. This is America in 2024. We only remember our memory span is 10 days. <laughs> Forget. Oh, I know. Tell you, that How blow- dare I bring the receipts? I think it's, I think it's like 10 hours. <laughs> the blowout of the Dallas Cowboys feels like three seasons ago. I just think that the view of this team and of Kyle Shanahan has changed a little bit. And ironically, that might be an out if he loses. But I, I understand what you're saying, but I just think we're not quite viewing the Niners like this. Depend- if he blows a lead, yeah, it's right back on. Sure. But I don't honestly think, I don't see the scenario where he's going to be able to blow a lead. First of all, Kansas City's offense isn't coming back from anything. Who are they going to throw to? And the Lions have an explosive offense. It uh, jumped out. I just don't see the game plan like that. I think they're going to kind of bleed the clock and do exactly what they did to Baltimore and kind of what they did to Buffalo. So I think losing to Mahomes, there's no shame in that. Uh, this is an interesting one. If you want to watch our show, you can do it. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. If you can't watch the show, you're not going to miss anything. We're theater of the mind here, so you got it all. We say good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates, who we just adore. Uh, the absolutely free to download Odyssey app is crystal clear, and you can even find old shows and old interviews there if you so choose. Sirius XM, channel 158. But back to the YouTube and Twitter and Twitch chat, pardon me. Uh, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Where Maggie's karaoke pants, which I once famously ripped while <laughs> singing a Janis Joplin song too uh, exuberantly. Uh, a blowout is a coaching issue. A blown lead is a leadership issue. That's right, leadership deep. of the coach or the team? The players? I think he's saying leadership of the coach i think it you know blowing a lead is decision making in the moment which comes down to the head coach and making sure that guys try to stay calm and don't get spooked and panicked like we definitely saw the ravens in the afc championship game they were totally out of sorts they got down one two touchdowns and one touchdown it felt like they were down 40 to nothing and they were playing that way so i kind of like this from uh, maggie's karaoke pants yeah uh i don't Mm. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not going after Maggie's karaoke pants. I know. But isn't I was what, famous? I had to walk. I walked 15 blocks home, ripping the pants. What What's just the difference between coaching, and, out. coaching, and leadership are kind of the same thing? I'm not sure. Explain to me what's the distinction here. Because I think if you, he's saying I, he or she, I don't actually know who this is. Uh, a blowout is a coaching issue. You came in with the wrong game plan. Came in with the wrong scheme. Or maybe guys, a worse team. Guys weren't, well, maybe, but not in the Super Bowl. Guys weren't ready to play. You know, I think the, you, you didn't push the right buttons to make sure that everyone was peaking at the right moment. Um, I get that. And then a blown lead is a leadership issue. Yes, decision-making in the moment and keeping everyone together. I, I get think, it. I think I, feel, I think I see it the other way around. Really? To me, I see, yeah, I see. Yeah. 
your decision making in game being more about your yeah. kind of quote unquote coaching, and then you you get blown out. I'd say yeah, yeah. you weren't prepared. You, you didn't have the guys. Your ready locker to play. room was was screwed up. Like that to me is more leadership. Yeah, right? we saw we saw a certain team out of Detroit make bad coaching decisions to blow a lead. That, right, that exactly. Wasn't a That's exactly what I'm thinking. Leadership is sort of getting your guys ready for the moment and believe in themselves. Yes, Eight but I, I understand what he's saying too. Like teams that believe in themselves that are ready for the moment don't blow leads. So they, I get it. I'm sorry, Maggie's karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Please apologize to this person. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We got more comments from you guys. Jay Bernal says, "Give me Kyle Shanahan as the head coach for the Niners for the rest of his days. It's only a year and a half into Purdy's career, and he's yeah. going to shock the world." Also, from drop down, if Kyle doesn't win the Super Bowl, he will be in the overrated conversation. Kyle has to win. So you can go and vote poll on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl social media, uh, where you can always find us and leave comments and stuff. Will you think less of Kyle Shanahan if he loses this game? Okay, Andrew Bogish. Hello. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Hey. Okay, do I have a case here to? divorce Perloff and EJ as friends because they went to my favorite restaurant without me. They were not sympathetic to my pain of I have no running water in my hotel room and Perloff went to the Vegas Golden Knights game without me. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. All it's in a one trifecta night. I mean, I, I don't know all of your conversations about scheduling and whatnot, uh, but it sounds like they could have gone to your favorite restaurant on a different evening when you were available to go. I mean, if they knew it was your favorite beforehand. Oh, they and, know. Okay, then shame on them. Thank you, Bogus. Shame on them. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I got headlines. They're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So first, I wished I was on Radio Row in Vegas, but now I wish I was in Orlando last week for the Pro Bowl games because maybe I could have kind of met Ray Lewis. Tyreek Hill. What's up, brother? The smallest man on Orlando. Jamal Chase. Jamal Chase, you're a bad boy. God bless you, brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> CJ Scroud, bad boy. God bless you, brother. They don't have a damn clue, man. It's crazy. Ojoko, what's up, boy? That's the fire I love. Boy, they sure make you guys small these days. Derek came at your bad boy. He came back out and looked right at me and walked right back. They don't have a clue. It's so funny. They just think I'm a dread screaming at them. What did we just hear? Uh, that was Ray Lewis pretending to be a custodian at the stadium as the NFL All-Stars showed up for Sunday's flag football game. Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, C.J. Stroud, Peyton Manning among those that Ray yelled at. Chase and Stroud did go back for closer looks before deciding the dude in dreads with a mop and an orange safety vest wasn't Ray Lewis. Peyton, Peyton Manning didn't know? Peyton Manning uh, was I was at the end of the clip where Ray's saying he came back and looked at me and didn't know that was Peyton. Oh my god. He was fearing yeah. for his life. That, <laughs> that by the way is maybe the worst Jamaican accent I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> it is awful. This is like Perloff trying to do Cam Smith. <laughs> we can't tell if Cam Smith is from England, Australia. Hello, mate. Cam Smith. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. You want to hear my Jamaican accent? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I, Let's not do that. <laughs> I, I can't believe how bad it is. It's well. He's from, well, I mean, Miami, like, Miami has 
has Jamaicans. Wait, no, can I? I, know. I so I was going yes. to say maybe it's a cultural thing, but he's from the South. Yeah. Can I just say that uh, based on EJ's London accent, I don't think you should oh, yeah. be grading anybody's <laughs> yes. attempt at sounding different. Well, first of all, it was a Boston accent. Whatever it was. <laughs> it wasn't okay, London. that's my, exactly my point. London, Boston, <laughs> Chicago, it was completely indiscernible. Uh, it, I'm fine with owning that I have a terrible <laughs> Boston accent. In fact, I think that gives me actually credibility to say, hey, I know a bad accent when I see one. I never said I had a good one. I told you guys I had a like bad one. Like being a bad dancer. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know that. Exactly. Um, that's funny. If you can can't tell if someone's doing a British accent or a Boston accent. That means you really just hit one into the third round. <laughs> that is true. Wow. Uh, as expected, new Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh is hiring Jesse Minter's defensive coordinator. He had that same job in Ann Arbor. L.A. is now expected to hire Greg Roman to run the offense. Booze early, 36 points late. Kyrie Irving victorious in his return to Brooklyn last night. His Mavs 119, the Nets 107. Between injuries, COVID fights, and suspensions, Irving has a checkered history with the team and New York City, to say the least. I don't think about it too often now. Um, pretty much at peace with what, what happened and uh, spending time here. Uh, I wish uh, a lot of the guys well, uh, a lot of the people that I've gotten a chance to get to know. Uh, we have relationships that extend off the basketball court, and that's all I can ask for. Luka Doncic threw in 35 points, 18 boards, and 9 assists. The Suns dropped the Bucks to 1-4 and four under Doc Rivers, 114-106. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant combining for 60. Men's number one, UConn pushed its win streak to 11, 71-62 over Butler. Jose Altuve and the Astros shaking hands on a five-year, $125 million extension yesterday. This will take Altuve through his age 39 season, so he is likely to play his entire career in Houston. Hey, Bogus, you see Bilotti went off on Twitter on that signing last night. Our friend uh, Pete Bilotti, <laughs> he hates those Astros, doesn't he? I was realizing that last night. There was never more of an obvious confirms to come tweet than what Pete wrote <laughs> post-Altuve <laughs> signing. They should have oh, checked have with him it. before they signed the contract. I, I have, Pete, you got your your tweets in, dra- in the drafts ready to go? Pete's not there this week because he's doing something else. On oh, Super no, League. he's here. Well, I, okay. I got to pretend that I'm a giant Astros fan just to annoy him moving forward. You should create a burner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just no one tell him. Pete. Yeah. Perloff's going to create Astros fan one, two, three, four just to troll him. Or should I t- tweet him saying, this? Uh, you've earned this, Jose Altuve. I'm happy for you. <laughs> What's so funny, though, is that what did Pete want the Astros to do? do he they have to resign him he has to retire now well can i just a gl- more globally here outside of the astros we got to stop saying astros for life or i'm going to be this for life or that for life first of all could he play past 40 i don't know i don't think his body's going to be breaking down because he's not that big you know, you have no idea what's going to happen. Although you always look bad when you're saying, I want to be this for life or that so wait, for life. He, he can't get traded? That's impossible? He's have no trade clause? I have no idea. Mm. Local woman has strange hands. <laughs> <laughs> Am I this shaking really, my fist? I don't know. Maggie, do you ever have water in your hotel room? I I'm a little I, off. Upset about other people having dinner somehow. I'm very, I issue. know. I'm being a hater that the, you guys went to my favorite restaurant. I don't restaurant. know if this is a hill you need to die on, the asset for life. <laughs> the fact that he cheated, now that is one thing. No, I just meant globally. You say for life, you're gonna come. it's going to come back to haunt you. Even Pete thinks you're picking a bag fight here. All right, I'll I'll stand down. I'll stand down. Yeah, yeah. Jose Altuve has to die on the field for Maggie. <laughs> Did not complain about <laughs> for life. You said for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that buzzer he's wearing will electrocute. Oh, that's <laughs> a defibrillator. That's terrible. Don't do it. Bilotti be happy, but that's terrible. <laughs> Correct. <laughs>
I'll spit out my coffee. What else um, we got? Well, so you're banned from the garden. You're banned yeah. from the Vegas arena. So you didn't... <laughs> you, you didn't at least miss True. history last night on ice in Vegas. The Golden Knights beat the Oilers 3-1, preventing Edmonton from matching the 92-93 Penguins with a record 17th win in a row. And 2012 Olympic all-around gymnastics gold medalist Gabby Douglas returned to competition later this month with her eye on making the team for the Paris Games this summer. She has not competed since the 2016 Olympics. Yeah, and so How Biles and Gabby she? Douglas, uh, who else is coming back? Shh. Michaela Maroney? <laughs> no. Is it Dominique Dawes? No, uh, Gabby Douglas is awesome. She's 28. That's ancient in gymnastics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't you peak at like 11? Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah, exactly. And, I, and then Simone Biles, like you mentioned, is still doing it. And like, again, she's at this point and advance age for this sport. Is this a new thing we're going to see now? Are we going to be seeing 20-year-olds 20, 20 and 25-year-olds competing in the Olympics for gymnastics? You know, it's, sounds it, impossible. It's funny. There was always, like, the U.S. teams, and a lot of teams are always really young, yes. like 14, yes, 13, yes, something yes. like that. Or I think you have, there's an age limit, but, like, 14 or 15. And then there would always randomly be, like, a woman from, like, an Eastern European yeah, country, and she'd be, like, 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she would still look like she was super young. It's like, wow, you've really been at this for Weird. a long time. And right. I always feel bad because, like, the commentators always, like, they can't help but just just commentate them. They gotta say, "Oh, well, look how look how seasoned she is." <laughs> it's always about the age. It's like, hey, it's a competition. We yeah. don't need. They don't need She's to be a grizzled rem- vet. Yeah, they don't need to be reminded. That's at twenty eight years old, we're and getting, somehow this is so old. I think we're getting stared at. There's no one in here except Brady Quinn, who's married to Alicia Sacramoni, famous. We US. should see if she's yeah, coming she's, back. She's 36 oh, yeah, sure. with kids. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> still time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the great trend. I can't believe that Simone Biles is going to be in Paris. Wasn't she? Did we do a big farewell tour for her? And I love Gabby that she's coming, coming back. back. I love Simone because I think it's you know there was so much going on. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. last time, and she, you know, uh, just the personal stuff and the Larry Nasser stuff and all of that, and <sighs> not um, the way to not the way to end one of the, no. the greatest Olympic careers of all. But it would have been her choice, yeah. totally. Um, but again, I'm glad to see her back. And thank you for the uh, gymnastics Olympic news, Andrew Bogish. I do what I can, Maggie. Someone's got to be nice to you. Thank you. No running water. These guys like shrug their shoulders. I'm like, do you realize I, I had to brush my teeth with a bottle of water? What do I do about a shower? Anywho, uh, enough about me. We've got so much more to do. Maggie and Perloff, we're here at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. We've got a lot coming up, including our friend Ross Tucker, who stops by. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. One of the great things about being live here at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, we get to run into our friends. Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Podcast, got his myfrontpagestory.com, as we know. Dive into your football acumen for us. Uh-huh. Mahomes versus Purdy would seem like the obvious advantage to the Chiefs, yeah. but where do you see the biggest advantage or mismatch in this game? So what's so weird about that is earlier in the week I got um, I guess I was on a cable news outlet, like on their front page and I got a lot of text messages about it because I just said I thought it was so strange that the Niners were favored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just not getting We couldn't it. figure it out. No, so I, I have um, on the DraftKings Network, I have a betting podcast, so I asked the guy. I'm like, how? And the idea is they try not to overreact to any one game, right? Ooh, right? So the numbers for the lines are based on what's happened the entire season. And for most of the season, the Niners were considered by a lot of people to be the best team. 
certainly better than the Chiefs, who were considered to be average. So they do these power ratings. How much better than an average team? And the Niners have been like nine points better than an average team most of the year. The Chiefs have been like six and a half points better. So then when the line comes out, the Niners are favored by two and a half. But man, I just don't, I, I understand not overreacting to a small sample size. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't consider like the entire postseason to be a small <laughs> sample size. Like I almost yeah. think of like, like, like our Eagles, right? Like I work for them and yeah. we both grew up Eagles fans. You kept thinking at the end of the year, well, maybe they'll turn around. Maybe this will be the way. No, no, that's just who they were then. Yeah. Right? Like, that's just who they were at that one point. So at, at now I kind of feel like the 49ers, the way they played against the Packers and Lions, I kind of think that's who they are, which is not great. And then the Chiefs, the way they've played, you know, against the Dolphins at Buffalo, at sure. Baltimore, I think the Chiefs are the best team right now. I think they have the best quarterback. I think they have the best coach. I think the Chiefs should be favored. And I'm willing to overlook what we saw in the regular season because in the NFL, like three games in the NFL, how many would that be in basketball? That'd be like 25, 30 yeah. games. Yeah. So if we've seen like one team in basketball for 25, 30, we'd be like, yeah, that's who they are now. Well, in the NFL, that's who they are now. Yeah, Ross Tucker is here with us. We're breaking down the game. So it's interesting because I think a lot of people listening were on in the Bay Area and there's a lot of very staunch, purdy supporters that yeah. say, you guys are acting like he played terribly in both games when he put together a game-winning drive against the Packers. And as bleak as it looked in the first half against the Lions, they did come back, and Purdy's legs were actually a big part of that comeback. Does is there How much is there really to be worried about with Purdy? I mean, is this more giving a lot of deference to Steve Spagnuolo and what kind of game plan he could put together as the Chiefs' defensive coordinator? Yeah, I think it's a good question. And I think... Um if you're going to struggle, struggling, or if you're going to play not your best, playing not your best but being clutch late to win the game is a pretty good, <laughs> yeah. is a pretty good way to go about it, yeah. right? Kick, save, and a beauty. Because yeah. I also say this, like, it's why I'm a big believer in quarterback wins as a stat. I know you probably, really? you probably hate that, right? Yeah, I was about to say, okay, that I have, doesn't I, strike me as something okay, you I have, believe I have, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you believe that head coaches – should like that their record should count yeah. yes okay who do you think has more of an input impact on the outcome of a game the starting quarterback or the head coach i won't answer that question <laughs> exactly <laughs> <I take Nabith. laughs> exactly so that's my whole point yeah. and obviously the teams based on paying quarterbacks five times what they pay head coaches that even though there's a salary cap yeah. the teams think it's the quarterback yeah. right so i'm okay with those guys having one loss it's not a perfect stat but what stats are really perfect? Like interceptions can bounce oh, off the guy's right. hand. Like a lot of stats aren't perfect. Yep. Yards per carry. Well, how's the old line doing? What plays are they calling? No, especially in football, because it's not one-to-one -one, like baseball. There is no perfect stat. Nope. It, it's all dependent on others. And so I believe in quarterback wins because I think there are guys like Brock Purdy and certainly Mahomes, they have a tendency to make the critical play late in games that they need to make to win the game. They yep. have a strong tendency to do that. Conversely, there are some guys, and we've seen them over the years in different sports, and maybe even Lamar Jackson's one, I don't know, that they don't play their best in those moments. Mm -hmm. Like that, that Lamar Jackson, I, I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. That interception he threw in the AFC Championship, that was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Yeah. In the end zone, woof. Triple coverage yeah. to Isaiah Likely, and you need a score there. You're down 10. Mm -hmm. It was second down. 
I mean, it's just bad on so many different levels. And I'm not saying he's not clutch or whatever. I'm just saying he hasn't shown the ability to raise his play in the postseason. Mahomes raises his play yeah. in the postseason. And Purdy seems like raises his play late in games of postseason. So let me ask you, if you look at the Chiefs, like uh, envision where the Niners win. What, what doesn't work right for the Chiefs? Because everything's been working in the playoffs. Where's the vulnerability? For the Chiefs? For the Chiefs, yeah. Well, I did think that in the second half, I thought the Ravens did a much better job in the AFC Championship game totally stuffing the run and then um, doing a better job on Kelsey. I think you still need to make the receivers for the Chiefs beat you. Now, they were late. MVS made that catch late and was able to do it. But I I do think that that's still the goal. I'll say this. I'm kind of impressed by Andy Reid and Mahomes in the sense that it really goes against their nature to just play like conservative the way they did. I mean, Andy Reid doesn't want to be like that. Mahomes definitely doesn't want to be like that. But it's like they realize they have a really good quarterback. I'm sorry, really good defense. And they want to try to utilize that defense to win. I give, And I think uh, Mahomes even said that. Like This season's been a learning lesson for him that if you have that good of a quarterback, I mean, that good of a defense, I need to just lean on them a little bit. It's wild. It's really wild that... It's like Mahomes and Brady like flipped the uh, their their careers, right? Brady at first was really just like riding the defense yeah. and not blowing it, right? Yeah. And then later it was like mainly Brady. Whereas Mahomes at the start was like it was mainly him, and now he's like managing, may still making some plays, some clutch plays, but he's really riding the defense a lot. Amazing. It's like they flipped it. Amazing. So that's like my other my other thing I just realized is that Kyle Shanahan is at the Andy Reid in Philadelphia stage of his coaching career. This He's been to four conference championship games. Yep. This is now his second Super Bowl, but he hasn't win, won the big one yet. Ooh, that's a, that's a good omen for Niners fans because eventually Andy Reid figured it out. Ross, thank <laughs> you so much. Day. You're the best for doing this. We appreciate it, and we will see you soon. Always great talking with you guys. Thanks for having me. Interesting from Ross Tucker there, and we appreciate him, Pearl, off about, court, about wins as yeah. a quarterback stat versus a coaching stat. I get what he's talking about because the players on the on the field are determining the outcome, but the quarterback might not have the ball in his hands at the end of the game. You know, this could be on the defense who gives up a game. You know, the evidence that works in favor of that, Patrick Mahomes deserved a win even though his stats were terrible against the Ravens. He did what they needed to win. So that that was on Mahomes. We've got so much to do here live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas coming up. Which contending team be looking for a new quarterback. They haven't shut the door on going out and finding somebody new under center. We'll get to that in just a moment. Who is this mystery team? We will reveal it next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.